Welcome to the Confidence in You podcast, designed to help you build confidence and create positive, lasting change in your life. And here's your host, Helen Luxford. Hi, just a quick note before we get started today. If you would like to watch today's episode, please head across to my YouTube channel, Helen Luxford. Otherwise, just keep listening. Here it comes now. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're joined by the wonderful Angela Louise. Angela is a trauma-informed facilitator, coach, and healer with a passion for supporting women that are mamas and mamas-to-be. She helps them reclaim their voice, heal themselves, and cultivate more nurturing relationships with themselves, their partners, their creations, and their kids. Angela believes that not only those who birth a child are a mother, because sometimes we birth ideas, creations, empires, or a new version of ourselves. And Angela believes that women deserve to create, live, and lead from a full cup. And that is why she does what she does. It's such a pleasure to have you, Angela, join us today. And thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Um, Your journey is an interesting one, coming from a teaching background into coaching. Can you tell us how that evolved and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, I think I've always had a passion for working with children. and And I've always believed that I'm an advocate for children. And so I started out as a teacher um, straight out of college. I went off to um, overseas to a boarding school and I was working as a boarding house assistant and then came back and did my um, teaching degree. And um, I was really passionate when I was in the classroom about understanding children and their behaviours and supporting them on a deeper level, more so with their happiness. I think I was a little bit more passionate about why children weren't learning and why there were so many unhappy children in the classroom and on the playground. And it really piqued my interest. And um, so I started teaching meditation and mindfulness practices in the classroom and um, going on many different courses. And eventually I started to see the change in the children that were doing the meditation and also yoga in the classroom as well. And I noticed that they were able to focus better. They were able to learn more. Um, And so I decided that I would actually leave teaching and I created my own yoga and mindfulness business in schools. And so that school is, that program is still running in schools today. Um, I don't teach it um, myself. I have contractors. But the difference that yoga and mindfulness was making to children's lives was just phenomenal. Um, Seeing children happier, seeing them be able to regulate their emotions, um, seeing them be able to relate better with other children. It was just really quite profound. And also the other driver, I guess, to heading towards coaching for me was um, seeing myself sitting before and after school with the parents. And I started to think, who helps these parents? Yeah. Like no one no one's helping the parents and um, so I was supporting mums a lot and I started actually coaching children so I started coaching children before I started coaching adults and um, when I was coaching children and supporting them I realized they'd go back into the home and maybe the change wasn't permanent or the change wouldn't last and that's because really the parents were the people that needed the help yeah And this was about five years ago when I developed a program for parents and I started um, running group coaching programs for parents. And then 
I started attracting actually a lot of adult clients. And I was thinking, I don't work with adults. I'm an advocate for children. Why am I helping all of these adults? Um, and I realized it was the inner child within the adults that I ended up working with a lot. Yeah. So that's the very basic version <laughs> of where I've come to, where I've come from and where I am now. That's, you know, obviously I've had my own healing journey along the way um, that ran parallel to that where I explored um, yoga, energy work, mindfulness, meditation, um, you know, doing a 12-month coaching certification, um, moving through Emma's, um, Emma Romano's Family Freedom um, Protocol qualifications and learning about past lives and all of the different ways in which we can heal and support others to heal. Yeah, I can see on your website and on your Insta page, you create some amazing programs and workshops. Can you tell us about how you work with your clients and how what you do is different? Mm. Yeah, I used to do one-off sessions for clients. You know, they'd come to me with one, one challenge or one problem and we could make a lot of ground in that one session. However, what I found was that people really needed to understand that healing is a lifelong journey yes and so working with people on a one-off um, occasion wasn't working and so I started to work with people longer term so now I work with clients um one-to-one -one in either a four-month container or a six-month container and it's not so much just the sessions um, that we're that we're working with there's a whole education platform because I believe people um, get to take their power back and to reclaim their power through education and knowledge um, and then being supported through embodiment as well. So my clients and I have a very deeply closely connected relationship um, where we are in contact um, throughout the, in between the sessions as well, not just um, turning up on a session. And what I've found is, you know, being that regulated nervous system on the end of the phone for someone when they need, you know, that extra support or guidance. My clients yeah. will send through a message into our message thread and I'm able to be there to support and guide them. And so working with them one-to-one, -one, I find over a longer time has created more embodiment and deeper long-lasting change. Um, I've also found the power in actually working in group containers as well though. So working, working with um, women, particularly in a group together um, yeah. is incredibly healing um, because obviously we all have a lot of, um, you know, sister wounds and comparison and judgment and rejection. And I think that it's really powerful bringing women together to work together in a container over a long period of time. I think it was about seven years ago that I first um, stepped into a women's circle. And so I was journeying through a women's circle myself for seven years, every single Monday. Um, the change that I had in that time was phenomenal. Just being seen and being heard and being witnessed and learning how to lean into vulnerability um, and open up in that way. So that led me to creating these the group programs as well, because I could see that they offer a different type of healing than one-to-one. -one. Yes. So, yeah, so I have um, uh, the group program Reclamation, which uh -huh. is for women, and it is a program where we journey to reclaiming your power, <laughs> reclaiming yeah. your voice, and learning how to speak your truth, 
and also remembering who you are. So a lot of peeling back of all the layers and all of the conditioning and deep healing work, which occurs through a retreat, a ceremonial retreat um, as part of that container. And then we do a lot of integrating afterwards as well. Fantastic. So you work with them in the sessions, they do homework in the middle, and then you have the ceremonial weekend as well. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's it's a very intense program. <laughs> we do a lot of journeying through the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do journey through the dark just to be able to retrieve what we need to to come back into the light to create that expansion. Um, and, yeah, it's done so with a lot of compassion and understanding and support. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So with all of the things that you've done and, and you've done so many things in the last seven years since you left teaching, what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment to date? Mm. <laughs> this is a tricky question because I feel that there are so many. Um, I want to talk about all of the clients that I've supported. Um, you know, I've helped clients that haven't been able to fall pregnant to fall pregnant. I've helped people to overcome addictions. Um, leave toxic relationships, um, go on a self-love journey to then be able to attract their ideal partners and relationships, um, helping parents to heal their own inner child issues that they're seeing come up within their children and being mirrored back to them. Um, But really, I think my greatest accomplishment is my own healing journey myself. Yeah. Being able to really um, know what it, feels like to be able to heal ourselves and to break through all those barriers and those challenges I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression um, at a young age and I saw many many different psychologists and I was given medication and I truly didn't believe that that was the answer so being able to do my own deep healing and come to a place where I can now make an impact in the world and share my gifts and my wisdom and knowledge and practices and um, tools with other people to see them be able to go on that journey themselves. I feel like that's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is. And our own healing, you know, it's on different levels myself, you know, you, you facing to something and you clear that and you, and you can come out into the light and then, you know, you're stepping it up to the next thing and it's like, okay, I've got the next one to do and I've got to clear that as well. So it's a continual thing um, that we need to, to do and it's finding the space and honouring ourselves to give ourselves permission to be able to do that with other women and be able to support each other is really powerful. Yeah, that's right. Definitely layer upon layer. (laughs) So you've obviously worked, like you just um, said, you worked with so many people to heal relationships and um, to find themselves. What would you say is um, the best feedback you've received from a client or the most memorable shift a client has had that you've helped them make? Because, you know, people who couldn't get pregnant, getting pregnant, leaving toxic relationships, all of the things that you've said, so amazing is there one that really stands out or yeah there is actually um there is a client that I worked with who when I started working with her she had a really big resistance towards other women and um she didn't like women she couldn't own her own femininity um she rejected herself as a woman and um 
being able to support her on that journey it was a really big deep journey with a lot of resistance getting to the core of where that came from and helping her to actually fully own who she is as a woman to feel safe to connect with other women and to actually really enjoy being in a retreat space with other women is like that was just phenomenal I had tears in my eyes when I you know witness her transformation and her sharing that she's proud to be a woman she's happy to be a woman Um, and just seeing the softening that took place within her as well was so beautiful and powerful um, because I I believe women are really powerful (laughs) yeah well we are we are but we're we're in such a male-dominated world and that masculine energy that is around us and and us being busy and running and running and running and always being in that space and not allowing that time for us to soften and appreciate our femininity and to tap into our intuition. Um, You're very much um, in alignment with your intuition. I can see that in your posts on Instagram and how you come through and you share stories on your pages and things like that. Tell us a little bit more about um, that femininity, that yeah masculine feminine energy yeah well it's really interesting because I think it has a lot to do with society's programs and the programming that we receive when we're younger and um, I love my mother dearly (laughs) (laughs) however um, my mother through her own traumas and her own experiences in life developed a very strong masculine energy so I refer to that as our yang energy And so my mom was very go, 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 get things done. She was really strong and she was a single parent. So she took on that role of the the male and the female in the house and she needed to do everything. And so um, I think she was, you know, always in that logical mind and problem solving and, um, yeah, getting things done. And there wasn't much time for rest for her. And so this was the modelling in which I received and what I saw. and. I think it was very against my natural nature to be that way. Um, But it also is a form of protection mechanism, right? So while we're, you know, in that space, then we're kind of not softening and we're not allowing anyone in. And um, so I think that masculine energy can be a protective coping mechanism. And I took that on. And so that's how I grew up living. I was very in my masculine. I was at the gym twice a day and I was always pushing and achieving and striving. And I didn't really have very much spare time at all in my day. I'd be up at 5.30 and I'd be at the gym and then I'd be off to teaching for 12 hours a day. And teaching in itself is quite a masculine um, job because you're giving all of that energy and you're always in your mind. And what that led to for me was burnout and adrenal fatigue. I ended up with chronic fatigue and I ended up very sick and um, in hospital and I had many health challenges. And so I think the shift that occurred for me was learning about the yin energy and learning about the feminine. And for me, that required learning how to safely feel because our emotions are a part of that feminine energy And um, I didn't know how to feel. I wasn't taught how to be with my emotions or how to regulate my nervous system. Um, I had stopped trusting my intuition um, because when I was younger, I was 
highly psychic, I saw spirits. And, um, and when I shared that, you know, the, the voices in my head said this or that I could see this little girl, um, it scared people. And I got told that I may have schizophrenia. And so I shut that down. So I shut my gifts down. Protection. A lot of protection. Yeah. So I didn't, didn't want to have to deal with my intuition. So I started listening to what other people said. What do you think I should do? And I didn't trust myself. And so it's been a real journey for me in slowing down, creating space to feel, creating space to tap into my femininity and my creativity um, and learning to trust myself. And through doing all of those things on quite a long journey, hasn't yeah. happened overnight, um, I feel more myself than I've ever felt. And I have so much space because I think we're told a bit of a lie that busy equals success. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't equal success. <laughs> to me, busy equals burnout. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think we can be a lot more time efficient and, um, you know, we can build really successful businesses um, and still be really abundant and have a lot of space, you know. I make sure that I have a couple of hours each morning now where I could just um, be in that free-flowing energy and I can do all my practices to bring me into connection with my heart and my intuition and feel anything that needs to be felt um, in order to set me up for my day. Yeah. And I work with a lot of mums that um, struggle with this concept in the beginning. But once they start to prioritise um, their self-care and their nourishment and themselves, they have a far greater capacity to hold their children in their emotional meltdowns. Yeah. The mum is able to really regulate her nervous system then she and be in her feminine and, and really feel her own feelings. Then when the children are having meltdowns, she's able to hold that compassionate space so much more. Um, it's really powerful and it does require, I think, a lot of learning to communicate and ask for help and ask for support yeah. because you've got to get, you know, partners on board or communities on board. I work with a lot of single mums and so we get really, really creative um, in ways in which they can nourish themselves and um, be more in their flow as yeah. opposed to needing to be so rigid all the time. There's definitely a place for structure. There's definitely a place for the masculine. But I think um, in softening into that feminine, that's where the healing takes place. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, if we're heightened in a heightened state and the child goes into a meltdown or, or has a bad day or comes home from school and is not in the right um, state themselves, we're not able to respond to them. So we react from that I don't have time, space, and I know when I'm, when I used to work in corporate and I was really busy, sometimes if someone interrupted me, I would be quite short and snappy with them. And I learned to, to acknowledge and catch it and stop that. But it's because I was busy being successful at work um, that then I realised that if I actually plan my day and I take breaks in between meetings and I schedule that into my diary and block it out, it's amazing how much more you're able to deal with what's coming at you either in a work sense you know or as a parent um no I'm not a parent but I have got a great niece that I'm looking after she's one so I'm going through all of that now and I had her this morning so I blocked out my diary 
So, you know, her mums were away, one was at work and one had to go and do something. So I had her until half past 11 this morning and it was the most beautiful time that we got to connect and be and enjoy rather than me trying to have to work or do other things. But it's taken me a long time to be able to honour myself and create time and space in my diary. Uh, Mm. And the world wants us to be busy, Mm. you know. How do you have time to have a coffee for yourself or go for a walk or sit on the beach? Mm. But we need that, particularly people who are single mums. I see them and I work with them as well in that the demands are so great and the societal expectations on a single mum as well even more important for them to connect and reclaim their power. So your program of allowing them that space on a regular basis and having that touch point with you and that safety of other people going through it with them at the same time, I'm sure that I know from my experience, they build strong bonds and connections because of that shared experience. Mm. And women's circles are the same. Uh, So creating that space and allowing them to tap in and honour themselves is really, really powerful, the work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you. And I'll add that I know I've spoken a lot about the reclamation container for women as well. I've actually um, been running programs for parents where, yes, it's aimed at mothers, but they get to bring their partners along as well. This is the program that I run, Conscious Parenting. And I've found that's really, really powerful. And the shift that I've seen happen in the past five years is that I now have, you know, six out of the 12 people are dads. So I've got an equal ratio of mums and dads both coming together. And the power in that is that they're able to get on the same page in their parenting. And so I've really seen this beautiful shift in um, in parents wanting to come together and to understand their parenting because everyone comes from different backgrounds, right? So we all have different conditioning and yeah. we all have different experiences. So we all do have different values and belief systems. Um, and so getting on the same page is so powerful because it allows for that support. It allows for um, a mother to express what she actually needs um, and for a father to express what's going on for him. Um, because I think often there's not been time or maybe even um, the skills or the strategies on how to communicate that. Um, So, you know, both parents having their needs met um, allows them both to have a full cup and to be able to then nourish the family and be present with the children as well. And I would imagine that that shared experience of understanding each other better would create for a calmer home environment because they're, their understanding and coming at it from a um, we're doing this together rather than well I always have to bath the kids or drop them off or whatever it might be Um, and I I know that I've heard from dads that they feel left out because the mums focus so much on the baby or or same-sex couples the partner is focused so much on the baby and the nurturing because they're the ones that are doing the breastfeeding Mm. or the bottle feeding if it's two two males but and then the other one feels left out, but then the one doing all of that feels left out as well because they're not, the relationship has got strained because there's a baby in the house. Mm-hmm. But the baby doesn't come with a manual. <laughs> so you can't look up, what should I do now? So your program of conscious parenting, I can see how valuable that would be for parents of, of children at any age. 
yeah yeah it is it is aimed at children of really most ages um who have um I think some of the children are as young as sort of one and a half to two all the way up to sort of 12 or 13 um but the basis is I guess also learning to understand your triggers as a parent yeah <laughs> and that happens at any age I think it's <laughs> still true I think I still trigger my mum at 38. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So the work the work you're doing with reclamation of self for women and then the conscious parenting just sounds amazing. Um, the podcast is about confidence and, and helping people build their self-esteem. So what's the best advice or a tip that you could give someone who doesn't have clarity, they're facing a setback, or they're just lacking confidence or not sure of themselves what's a piece of advice well firstly I think with the setbacks I don't I don't believe that we have setbacks I'm quite a spiritual person so I believe that we're gifted opportunities as uncomfortable as some of them might feel (laughs) and confronting and daunting I see them all as opportunities for growth and Mm -hmm. so we are never given anything in life that we can't handle it may feel like we can't Um, but I feel like we're given opportunities for growth and understanding ourselves more so a really big challenge for me is like a really big opportunity for a massive breakthrough Um, and that's how I see things Um, and then getting the right support to help you through those challenges will help you to get to the other side Um, because I I don't believe that we're here to do it on our own I believe that um those times are way gone <laughs> and and that support's available so get the right support um to move you through the challenge to get the breakthrough so that you can grow and evolve as a human because after all I believe that that's why we're here we're souls here evolving and growing through the human experience and um and that means we get all of the different flavors of life (laughs) not just the joyful and bright and happy ones um there's so much power in the darkness and in the challenges as well and in regards to I guess having more confidence um firstly I would always suggest a client um look back at why they don't have confidence in the first place so what's happened in your childhood where you haven't built self-esteem what's gone on in the childhood home what's happened at school, what's happened in your relationships as a child, what were the foundations and what's the conditioning there. And without blame, because, again, I believe we're given everything that we need um, in order to heal and become our best versions of ourselves, but going back and um, getting curious and inquiring about what's happened and where have these thoughts about myself come from? Where is this criticism? Where is this lack of confidence actually come from? And learning how to reparent that part of your psyche, that part of yourself. So learning how to reconnect with your inner child and meet your inner child's needs. Because I know sometimes we can get really frustrated with ourselves, you know, when something comes up or, you know, oh, that thing, I just want to clear it or I want to fix it or I want to change it, where I actually believe the path to healing is bringing compassion and love to that part of yourself because it's trying to get your attention. So that little girl or that little boy within you is screaming out for your help, is wanting you to acknowledge and and recognise them um, and meet their needs. So I think doing that, can help you to regain the confidence in yourself and then setting small goals, small achievable goals that are aligned to your values um, 
and taking small steps. I think that the small steps are what create the big wins. It's it's not the big steps or the big leaps. Yeah. Um, the small yeah. That's wonderful day. advice. I think you've touched on a lot of things there. It's um, understanding what is causing me to think this way about myself is really powerful. And quite often we don't stop and think about that because we're busy in life. Um, and we're not we're not honouring ourselves because we've got that thought process that's been embedded in us from something that's happened in our past that is probably telling us we don't deserve. So, you know, um, ha, ha, going back and understanding where did this come from and is it mine or is it someone else's and then being able to ask for help, whether that be friends, counsellors, coaches, people like you and me, but asking for help and reaching out because I agree we're not meant to do this on our own um, and we are meant to connect as humans and to help and support each other and that asking for help I think is a really powerful, powerful piece of advice. So thank you. <laughs> so that's all I've got for today. Um, you've shared some amazing things with us. So where can people find you, Angela? Um, you can find me on my Instagram account, which is Angela Louise Tonkin. Um, I'm under Angela Louise on Facebook. Um, my email address is connect at theheartofliving.com.au and my website is theheartofliving.com.au. Great. And I will put all of those things in the show notes so people can just click on it and find you. And thanks for being with us today. And we look forward to seeing all of the wonderful work that you're continuing to do. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye.